over this week and next week, three ways God heals. Three ways God heals. Now, healing is not just for me, for me to walk in healing. I'm going to talk about today. It is for me, and it's for you. It's for every child of God. But healing also is on you to give to others. Because if God can get it through you, he will get it to you. And as we have already seen the releasing of the sound of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, I know now that we as a church are going into a new season of anointing for healing, for deliverance, for for the power of God, not only in this building and on this property, but in your lives and on your lives, in your home, in your neighborhood, in your community. This region needs the presence and the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit like never before. Does anybody believe that? You see, Jesus came and, and his death and resurrection, his atonement, what is that? It's the message of the church, but it's the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit that carries the message. But it takes men and women of God of discernment and understanding that are willing. I didn't say older in God. I didn't say born again for more years than this or knows more so-called doctrine than someone else. Now I'm talking about men and women of God, people that are hungry to be obedient, hungry to obey, hungry to hear the voice of God and to do whatever he asks them to do. Now the Holy Spirit is a person, not an it, not a thing, not a the, that. He is a person. He is part of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Bible calls him the parakletos. That means in the Greek, the one called alongside, the comforter. The comforter, the one called alongside. And when Jesus was telling his disciples, when he was getting ready to ascend there, he saw about in Acts 1, and they were depressed, and they were all upset because he was leaving them again. What they didn't understand, he was trying to get across them. There's a promise coming. A promise. It wasn't like a promise of oh, you're going to get a nice wedding endowment or you're going to get a nice present or gift in the natural or you're going to get a title or a position. No, he was talking about there's a promise coming, the parakletos, the power, the, the, the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the tripart of the Godhead that is going to come and not just live around you, but live inside you. And, and, and he was trying to get it through them. And what I want you to realize is that anytime you are around and you're a born again believer, the Holy Spirit is right there. He's right there. He said, where two or more are gathered, he'd be right there in the middle of them. So the Holy Spirit is always with us. The Holy Spirit is always in our services. And one of the things where I carry an apostolic anointing, I might flow Josh in teaching. I might flow into preaching, evangelism, and I might flow into discipleship, whatever. I can flow in all different things. And sometimes it frustrates me because I get into a good mood, mode, and like it. And then the Holy Spirit says, you got to go over this way and do that. And I'm like, yeah, but all these other people, they like that. Now I got to go over here. Now these people won't like it, but these people are like, God said, I didn't call you to do it because people like you. I said, okay, Lord. Amen. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit is in every service, but he just manifests himself with different kinds of expressions. And Moses talked about it. God talked about it over Moses, and, and, and he talked about it in Exodus, and I'll get there in a moment. 
But it says in uh, Exodus, uh, I'll, I'll get there in a moment. It's verse 7. I think it's 32, verse 7. I'll get there in a minute. But it said, uh, God was talking about Moses. I mean, he said, said that Moses knew the ways of God, but the children of Israel knew the acts of God. See, the children of Israel, like even Brother Ed said it, he said the children of Israel, you know, they, they, they knew that the act of mercy of God, how he delivered them from Egyptian bondage. They knew the acts of mercy of God, how he opened the Red Sea to protect them. They knew that he brought manna and then he brought quail. They knew the acts of God. They knew how to get to, they didn't know how to get it, but boy, they sure knew how to gather it up and receive the acts, the actions, the gifts of God. But the difference between them and Moses, their leader was Moses knew the ways of God. And what I want to teach you concerning healing, I want to teach you different expressions or different ways that God moves. Different ways that can bring healing into your life. Different ways that can bring edification into your life. Different ways that can bring encouragement into your life. And not only into your life, but into the life of others. Now, no, I'm sweetie. What, what, what's your name? Naomi. Please stand if you would. Right now, there's this. Uh, the enemy has been beating your brains out. I mean, I am telling. I saw it. I mean, I saw it when I stepped up, and you got. It's like the Holy Spirit whoosh, brought me to you. And He said, "No deception and no lie can take your joy. No deception and no lie can take your joy." No deception and no lie can take your joy. Not lies from the past, lies now, or lies in the future. That you can stir yourself up because joy is a fruit, Galatians 5 says, right? And the Holy Spirit is what? Joy, temperance, kindness, meekness, patience, faith, so on. I want you to realize something. Fruit grows. How's fruit grow? It expresses itself through growth, and it expresses itself by the reason of use. And the reason of use comes by hearing and obeying, hearing and obeying. And right now, I'm releasing my faith to break the stronghold. It's not on you. It's trying to get it. It don't have you, nothing like that, you know. But I'm just telling you, right now, I just saw the enemy really would love to bring you into a place of just weariness and worry and fear and, and rob the newness and the energy that God's been bringing in your life. And, and, and actually, you've kind of been on my heart for over a month now, both of you guys. And the enemy would love, stand up, brother. What, what was your name again? Afonso, I'm sorry. I've had times and talked personally with you. And, but the enemy is trying to get you both off track. He, he's whispering in your ear. Here it goes again. And you see this for Yeah, I've seen this for Yeah, yeah da, da, da. here it goes again. But see, what you've got to realize is God equipped you to handle it. You're, you're not where you were when it happened before. It, it, it's not up to your waist. It's under your feet. The key is, are, are you going to take the expression of the Spirit and the power of God through the Word that's in you and trust Him? Now, now your hurt doesn't come through. I mean, you guys know how to walk in healing. You even know how to walk in prosperity. You know, you, you, you have what you need, what you want. When you really need something, you can call it in. But, but really, the attack you face is people. The, the opinion of man really brings you both down. The, 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 I know me, one of the things I have to break and had to break off my life and still have to watch is, is the uh, 
people approval thing. And you both are pleasers. And some not you're very good at it because you're very both administrative, gifted, anointed, wise, all those things. So you can be pulled in more multiple ways. And what happens is, listen, listen, listen. Busyness is just a counterfeit for the need of, uh, of, of, of being wanted. And neediness can rob us from hearing the voice of God. And busyness can rob us from hearing the voice of God. And God had been speaking so clearly to both of you. I mean, you were just like up late at night talking, oh, my God, you been, God said this, this I'm sinning, uh, da, da, da. And just recently, it's like, man, he's just been in your ears, been on your back, just kind of wearing you, just trying everything he can do. But today it breaks. The spirit of heaviness come off them now. Come off them now. Speak freedom. Now, stir up your gifts, Holy Spirit, in them. Stir up your fire in them. Stir up your healing in them. Stir up your divine wisdom in them. Stir up. Ooh, ooh, you are deliverers. You have like an anointing of Moses. You go in and get the ones that's enslaved to addiction, enslaved to marital abuse and physical abuse. And, and, and that's an anointing. You have to go in and release those in bondage. God, stir up that anointing on them. That they bring freedom, freedom, freedom to many in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. See, I, I just made my mind up. I'm not putting up with the devil. I, I'm just not. I'm not going to let him have one of you. I'm just not. I'm just not. I saw that on you, Naomi, and I'm just like, no, devil, you're not putting that on her again. She, we're not receiving. Does that, does that answer some of y'all's? Yeah. You're too important. You're too important to the body. You're too important to your family. You're too important, man. You guys are too important. The enemy has no right over you. He just has no right over you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Well, anyway, I'm going to talk to you here over the next couple of weeks about three ways that God heals. Now, this healing is a way you can receive healing for yourself, but it's also a way that you can give healing to others. So look with me here. Uh, in Luke 5. Go with me to Luke 5, beginning in verse 17. And I'm going to talk to you for just a moment about the first one. And the very first way that God heals us, he heals us through the presence of the Holy Spirit. He heals us, he brings healing through the presence or the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, we see and understand and read through the Bible, and we've seen it here in this church, how we've seen the presence of God in many different ways and forms, and we've seen miracles and healings. I've seen it in hospitals. I've been a part of it in, at this church. And everything. I, I remember, uh, I remember uh, when we hadn't been in this building very long. Remember Miss Louise, Mark? Miss Louise, Miss Louise, the sweetest lady ever was, man, huh? Yeah, yeah, I stand right I was just preaching on Sunday morning in here. We didn't even have carpet yet. 
And we're just preaching and believing. And God stopped me right, actually, after worship, right before my message. And I just started teaching for a few minutes on the atoning, the healing of God, the atoning of Christ, and how our healing was in the grace from Isaiah 53. And I was teaching that. And I said, if you need heal, come up here now. Man, the altar was full. Well, Miss Louise used to volunteer and clean the bathrooms at our other property and do something. She was up in age. Her son had passed away. Her husband had been gone. She's by herself. And something had hit her, and she had been blind for a while. And they had to put her in a nursing home. And she'd been in a nursing home. I don't even know if it was a year or whatever, but she's in a nursing home. And a person who was really connected with her brought her to church that morning. I didn't even know she was back there. And she came up and just stood right there about where that is, and they were holding her hand, and people were all right. And she just drew my attention. Man, I just started teaching more. I didn't even really pray for her. I just started teaching and commanding things to go, but teaching about the presence and the power of God to heal and how he's our healer. And as I'm teaching, all of a sudden she starts screaming, ah, ah, she's screaming. And she's throwing her hands, and she's just screaming. And I'm like, hey, Miss Louise, what just happened? She's just, I mean, just, I can see, I can see, I can see. And I said, what do you mean you can see? She said, I can see, I can see. And she said, I said, what can you see? She said, she goes, so what do you want me to tell you? I, I, I see those signs. And we had signs of what our, 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 our series was. And I said, well, read them. And she started reading those signs. Now, this is someone a member of our church. Blind eyes instantly open. I, I didn't pray. I didn't lay hands on her, Tony. You remember Miss Louise, don't you? I didn't lay hands on her. What happened? The presence of the Holy Spirit was here. And as I just obeyed him and released his word and through his presence and the presence, and I called out healing what God said it was, and all of a sudden her blind eyes were instantly opened. And other people were healed and other things happened. Were any of y'all here that morning? Look at it. There's people that were here that morning. That's like 11 years ago, 12 years ago. And, and she was instantly healed. Well, what is that? What, what's taking place? That's when the presence of the Holy Spirit is among us. And that's one of the ways that healing and the power of God is released. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God. The Holy Spirit is the dunamis person. Dunamis means power of breaking and breakthrough of the Spirit. The dunamis person of power. Now, let me read this to you over here. And let's look here in Luke 5, beginning in verse 17. And it says, uh, Now it happened on a certain day. Everybody say a certain day. See, 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 Holy Spirit doesn't move the same way all the time. His expressions are different. You know, there's sometimes that you'll see me up here just worshiping and on my knees. Sometimes you'll see me just walking around worshiping. Sometimes you'll see me jumping up and down or trying to sing. What is that? It's different expressions, but the same spirit, right? The same presence. And, and just as you and I have different expressions in our worship, and you and I have different expressions in the way we serve God day, daily and so on, the Holy Spirit has different expressions in the way he moves and comes and flows in a service. What is that? Those expressions are the different ways. And as we grow and mature in God, we'll begin to pick up the ways of the Spirit, the ways of God. Now, some of you know the ways of God, and if it don't go the way you like, you just shut down and, that wasn't anointed. Well, no, it was anointed. You just aren't anointed. Because you like it one or two ways. 
You see, it's Mikey, it's not your kingdom. You can't have it just the way you want it. You've you got to flow with what the Holy Spirit wants to do. You've got to come in corporately. And if he's flowing prophetically or healing or just a strong teaching on giving or serving or loving or evangelism, you've got, you got to tune in to off whatever you think you want or you need and flow. And sometimes when you do that, you'll get the thing you were needing without even praying for it because you were obedient to the Holy Spirit. Quiet in the Holy Ghost house. So let's look at this. Jesus heals this paralytic here. Look at verse 17, Luke 5, 17. It said, now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out to every town of Galilee, of Judea and Jerusalem. Look at this now. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Huh. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. One of the expressions that we see God heal through is when the presence of the power of the Lord is with us. So here's right now, some of you, you've been having back or knee issues right now. See, see, I, I got a whole, I got several services word of word I want to get in you, but right now you can receive it through the first expression. You can tap into his presence right now and pull down what it is you're needing or pull down what it is you're believing for somebody else to receive that you love or that you know. Listen now. Said, then behold, men brought on a bed, men, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed. So he was paralytic. He couldn't walk, couldn't raise his arms. He's paralytic. And then behold, when they brought this man, what they do? Whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, the crowd was so big in the house they couldn't get even in it or around it. Said they went up, they went up on the rooftop or the housetop and led him down his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. Now think about that. Jesus is teaching and ministering to people, and all of a sudden you hear the tiles of the roof start being ripped off. And then all of a sudden you can hear these guys probably talking, and, hey, get that tile. Oh, you're going to drop him. Oh, let's get him level. Or break. And then whoop, just hoist him right down in front of Jesus. You know, Jesus could have got upset, interrupted his sermon, interrupted what he was doing that day. But Jesus only did what the Father told him to do, right? So, so he immediately tuned into the expression of his Father through the Holy Spirit and began to minister through the presence of God to this man. Look at this. Huh. It says in... Uh, Verse 20, when he saw their faith. Isn't that interesting? When he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven of you. Ooh, now, now the Pharisees, who's this to forgive sins? Who, this is a good rabbi. He's anointed, and we've seen some miracles and healings and so on, some great teaching, but 
Who's he to forgive sins? But Jesus is teaching them a principle. And, and here's the principle you'll see that throughout the word, throughout the scriptures, you'll see these two themes crossing over. These two themes, forgiveness of sin and healing, forgiveness and sin and healing, constantly crossing over one another. Constantly crossing over one another. You'll find out in the second part of this message why. But he said, uh, so then it said, and the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason. See, 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 when you get in your head, you're going to be wrong. Well, I just wonder if that's what he was really trying to do. They took a little long on that offering. Were they just trying to get some money out of us? I mean, they, I mean, you know, he, he, he taught this way. Was he just trying to, you know, manipulate people or what? See, see, see you, you, you got to get out of your reasoning. You, you got to get out of your, your mind is goofy. Your mind needs to be renewed through the Word of God because if we're renewed through the Word of God, we're going to operate in faith, not mental reasoning. Look at your neighbor and say, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's all right. And, he's, and, he, and they, they began to speak, and they said, who is this who speaks blasphemes? Blasphemes. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Verse 22. See, isn't it sad when you have God right in your midst and don't know it? Uh, that's why I kept telling you over and over about that report that Barna did that over a third of the church that attends church on Sunday morning has never had an exchange with God. They've never felt his presence. They never knew that they knew that God communicated with them over a third. And then another third has never felt the presence of God even outside the church anywhere or had any communication with him. So over 60-some percent, really over 70% of the church has never in the church expressed what we just talked about and what Naomi and these guys we shared and what Maria and us shared. They, they, they've never experienced God communicating and speaking to their heart and, and, and talking into their lives. You see, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's right here in the midst of us, but do you even see him? Do you hear him? Remember what this year's all about? Opening up your heart. Say, my heart. Open up your heart, what? To hear and to see what the Lord has to say to you. To hear and to see what the Lord has to say to you like never before. What? So he can pour his power and presence out on your life, your circumstances, your situations like never before. But, look at this, verse 20. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, hmm, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Why are you reasoning in your hearts? See, the heart is the center of you. Your heart is referred to in the Bible as your, to refer to sometimes your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, your reasoning. Sometimes it's your fleshly heart. And sometimes it's referred to as your spirit man, the, the spirit that was redeemed and born again. And he said, he's probably talking to their soul here. Why, why are you reasoning? Why are you reasoning and trying to rationalize this out and make this a natural thing instead of a supernatural thing? Why are you reasoning in your heart? He asked him a question. Verse 23. Then he does this. Which is easier? Hmm. See, see, Jesus doesn't give you miracles to impress you. He, he, what, he, he gives you miracles to teach you, to train you, and to help you teach and train and impart to others. 
He said, which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you or say rise up and walk? Isn't that interesting? In other words, he says, you don't know all the things you think you know. If you'll just trust me and listen to my expressions and what I'm doing. Verse 24, but that you may know, but that you may know the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man that was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And this paralytic man that was was dropped through the roof that had been paralyzed since childhood, since birth, I mean, gets up and doesn't just get up and walk out of the crowd, Paul. He takes his bed and carries it with him and he does what God said, go to your house. He didn't go down on the corner. He went to his house. She said, which is easier? To say that your sins are forgiven? To say that your sins are forgiven or to just say rise up? And be healed. And what was he saying? You don't know all my expressions. You don't know all my ways. But he said, here, I'm going to help your unbelief. I'm going to help you and show you another way that I can do things. It says that uh, immediately he rose up before them, took what had been, he had been, been, been on, and departed to his own house. What? Glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Huh. Boy, that didn't quite line up. See, you, you can never allow miracles, signs, and wonders to establish doctrine. But you can never allow doctrine to be established without the miraculous signs and wonders. See, Jesus came and gave us the gospel with signs following so you got part of the church that want to take the signs out and you got part of the church that wants to have this nice teaching ministry and doctrine and get everybody lined up like little ducks but the problem is neither one is correct you 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 can never allow signs and wonder and the supernatural to establish the teaching or the doctrine of god but you can't take the signs and wonders out of the teaching and doctrine of God because God called us to manifest his expressions. Because if you're not manifesting he's a healer, he's a deliverer, then then getting the people saved is good, but we're missing the other half of the doctrine. And if we don't understand that God assigned us and called us not only to be healed, but to heal others, not only to be free, but to free others, not only to be delivered, but to deliver others, not only to live a blessed, prosperous life, but bring prosperous living to others. If we don't understand that, we're not getting the full gospel. Oh, that's a good time to express some love there. That's a good time to clap right there. Just clap, somebody, just clap. Make make the preacher feel good this morning. I just want to know you're breathing and alive, that's all. See, the Holy Spirit, I know this is a shock to you, but the Holy Spirit is capable of multitasking. He, he, can, he can do multiple things in one service. He really can. He can heal, save, set free, fill, baptize in one service. And whenever we see God do what he did with Sister Louise, and we've seen other people walk, and we've seen other people set free, 
And it seems like it's just random acts, but yet sovereign. The presence of God is there, and it just seems like he moves. And people, I hear stuff, I won't even pray for something, and, and I'll just walk out in the foyer, and somebody said, well, you know, God, God healed my knee today. Or, you know, I gave my life to Christ sitting back there today. Or, I got filled with the Holy Spirit there, and, and you didn't even talk about it. You see, it seems like random acts, but it's not. It's random expressions planned by God, by people obeying and being where they were supposed to be, when they were supposed to be, humbled themselves, received whatever work God, the Holy Spirit, gave them, whether it was encouragement, correction, or both, and took it, and when they received it, they got it. So it's not just random acts of God, but it's sovereignty. It's sovereign. It's the sovereign move of God. It's the sovereign touch of his presence. So I want this church to always be a church that values and gives adoration to the presence of God, to the Holy Spirit, that we're always excited and we're always ready for something fresh and new or something old. It doesn't matter. Whatever he wants to do, we just want to be obedient. We want to support it. We want to be in the middle of it, and we want to have it on our lives as well. That's all. Just to honor the Holy Spirit in his presence and his ways and however he's moving and whatever he's doing and however we can be a part of it. All right. I got a few more minutes. Are you ready for the second way? God heals. Now, the the second way that God heals is through his word. Through his word. You even saw that there, right, in Luke 5, 24, 25, when he said that that, uh, he discerned their hearts. And he not only discerned their hearts, what else he did? He discerned their hearts. and, And then he taught them that what's the difference if I forgive your sins so he confirmed what John the Baptist preached about him, right? John the Baptist said in John's gospel that, that, that he's coming, he's not, there's one coming, I'm not worthy to latch his sandals, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, what? And fire. Not just so you can have a good prayer language, yeah, you get a prayer language, but with fire, with signs, with wonders, with evidences, with remnants. So he said, baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Then he said in Matthew's gospel, he said that, There he comes, the man that will what? Take away the sin of the world. So he said, he's the guy that can manifest the Holy Spirit, do whatever the Holy Spirit needs to do, bring the Holy Spirit. And he can can teach, he can instruct, he can can train. And what I want you to realize is that that these scriptures keep crossing over and we got to get into a place that we can flow with whatever God wants to do, whenever he wants to do it, however he wants to do it, the way that he wants to do it. And understand that, yes, He heals through his presence, but he can also heal just through hearing his word and receiving it. And that word is doctrine. Now, think about this for a second. Well, here, go with me to Proverbs 4. Go with me to Proverbs 4. This may be the only one I can get to here. Proverbs 4. Second way is God heals through his words. I could go weeks on each one of these, but I, I wanted to try to give you an overview today. I'm going to read Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 23 to tell the guys in the back how the amplified version in a moment. 
says this, says, my son, pay attention to my words. Be willing to learn. Open your ears to my sayings. Wow, that kind of sounds like what God told us this year, right? Be willing to learn and open your ears to my sayings. Do not allow them to escape, what? From your sight. Keep them, where? In a center of your heart. Look at that, that involves heart, what you see, what you hear concerning God and his word. Look at us now. For they are life to those who find them. What's life to those who find them? What's life to those that find him? His words. And he talked about his words. Isn't that the subject right now? He said, they, they what? His words, his words are life to those that find them and healing and health to, you know, most things they face or deal with. Healing and health to all things. To what? All their flesh. Wow. When we hear and keep his word in front of us and keep it in our heart and agree with that word, it's another expression. It's another way God moves. And through his word, we know in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. About verse 17, and the word was made flesh and manifest his glory among us, right? And, and we understand the word, the logos, the sum total purpose, personality of God. We understand rhema, the promises of the person, personality, purpose of God. We understand a lot of those things, but I think we got to come back to the elementary part of realizing that we got to hear, we got to see, keep it in our heart and obey according to his word. Think about the centurion, right? When the centurion came up to Jesus and the centurion came up to Jesus and there was a crowd around him and he was ministering to people and so on. And the centurion, he said, what do you want? And he said, well, I, I have a, a servant that's sick unto death. They're getting ready to die. And, 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 and he said, uh, okay. He said, I'll come and heal him. And he said, well, sir, I'm a man under authority, just like you're a man under authority. And uh, you, you don't have to do that. He said, if you just speak the word, he will be made whole. And what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? He said, I have not seen faith like this in all of the church. I mean, in all of Israel. I have not seen faith. Boy, you're healed, man, aren't you? Getting stronger every day, aren't you? Because, because you know what? It's about the word now for you. The presence has come. You, you, you yeah. You just got to keep speaking the word over it. You, know, you can't get out and say, "Well, man, my back's killing me. My shoulder." No, 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 no. Speaking the word, word is life and health, right? So, so Lutus. So Jesus said, "I have not seen." Faith like this in all the church. I mean, all of Israel. Now think about this. Israel, what, had been serving God for hundreds of years, over a millennium. They had been serving God. And no one. I mean, David had great faith. But think about this. David had great faith, and and he had a heart to do whatever God asked him to do. But we got the Psalms, don't we? And thank God for the Psalms. It helps me when David's crying out to God and complaining and whining and moaning. And then he's lifting up and 
take care of my enemies, Lord. And oh my God, my soul cries out to you. My heart ain't just a deer panther, that little water brook. And he's all emotional. I love it because I'm an emotional person. I need that, right? But here this centurion said, well, sir, I'm not worthy you come into my house. But if you just say the word, I'm a man under authority. He'll be made whole. And what did he just say? Jesus, look, Jesus will take our unbelief. And he will express himself in a way to teach us what to believe. Well, I've never seen it that way before. Good, you're getting ready to learn something. (laughs) And that man went, and that very hour, his servant was healed. God expresses himself through different ways to bring different things at different times. But it's up to us to believe, to have faith, what to know and trust in him, look, and his word. So there's, there's always that time we got that foundation of the word, but there's other times he just speaks the word. Or puts a word in your heart to speak. Or a scripture in your heart that you need to confess over your life every day. When he does that, don't shrug it off. Well, I want my healing just like Miss Louise got it. I just want to show up in the presence of God, be there, and I get it. Well, it could happen that way. But in case it doesn't, he can also heal you through a word. Just like a word I gave Naomi. A healing to her heart and mind of victory and strength to stir up the fruits of joy and power in her. What is that? That comes from what? A word. How do you know the difference between a prophetic word you speak than a word you speak? Whenever you speak a prophetic word that God gives you, a declaration you make, you can always tell because when you speak that word or that sentence out, it changes the atmosphere you're in. See, I I know that God gave me the word, open wide your hearts to hear and to see what the Lord would say to you. I knew that. Because as soon as I spoke it out loud, and he would what? He would pour out his what? Power and presence on your life like never before. I knew that because when he put it in my heart and I was in my office studying at home, all of a sudden when I spoke it out, faith come. Encouragement came. I spoke, spirit of the Lord come in. Now, when I walked out of my office before I told anybody else, it didn't seem like anything. But then I'd speak it and say, hey, Steph, here's what the Lord said. She'd go, whoo, man, that's good. Yeah. I'm like, confirmation. Then I come and spoke it to you. I'm like, yeah, I, I want that. What, what? It changes. When it's a word from God, it changes things. When it's a word from God, it changes the atmosphere. And when you start speaking that, and you start, you start releasing an entirely new expression. timely time to get those feet moving get busy God didn't just give you all that fire that fresh touch just to be smart he needs you amen hallelujah hallelujah doesn't doesn't want that anointing on the sideline praise God praise God What are you doing, preacher? I don't have to do anything. It's not my service. See, people don't get it. They don't, what the preacher going to do? Is he going to spin for us or dance or jump? They know I can't sing, right? Sure. What if I didn't say another word? 
Maybe that's what God wants. But you can't hear him because maybe you weren't entertained. But what if you were obedient to hear or receive however and whatever God wanted to do in that moment in your life? Inclined to hear his word put us Here's what it says. Here, here the, you see these scriptures crossing again. It says, verse 24, Do not let them escape from your sight and keep them from the center of your heart. Verse 24, They are what? Life to those who find them. What? What's life to those who find them? His words. Tim, it's going to be the greatest year of revelation for you, man. Greatest year of revelation for you. I'm just telling you. Life to those who find them. And what? Healing and health, what? To all their flesh. Verse 23, watch over your heart, your decision-making resource. What has your attention? Watch over your heart with all diligence. Why? Because from it flows the springs of life. Words of life. 